Welcome to r slash true off my chest, where OP is expected to raise her husband's affair baby. Our next Reddit post is from Throwaway Runaway Toot. My husband wants me to be a mother to his affair child. I'm a 29-year-old woman, and my husband, who's 44, geez, 44 and 29, that's what, 15 years? We've been together for five years, married for two. I met him at the church that I started going to when I moved cities to start my career. I work for an insurance company, and he's a pastor. I know that we have a notable age gap, but he was always kind to me and made me feel special. Anyhow, a week ago, he came home and told me we needed to talk. He told me through tears that he had been having an affair with one of our community members, a 34-year-old woman, and she's become pregnant with twins. She had gone into labor. She and one of the twins died, and the other was in intensive care. He said we need to step up and that he wants me to turn my office into a nursery and set up a cot in the room so that we can take turns watching the baby. I became distressed and told him that I wanted some time to think, that I wasn't sure I wanted to do this. He told me that I had made a vow to him in marriage and that God had blessed us with a child, that this is our cross to bear and that God will never give us something we can't handle. I told him that it seemed God had given his mistress more than she could handle because she died. I know that I shouldn't have said that, but I wasn't thinking correctly. He slapped me and told me that I needed to serve my husband. That God had chosen me as this child's mother and I needed to be his humble servant. I just feel so strange. Yesterday, I cried so hard I threw up. This woman died, yet I feel bad for myself. I feel so ugly. I wanted children, and I was saving for in vitro fertilization because I'm infertile. But now I have a chance to have a child, and I don't want it. I feel like I'd be robbing its mother's grave. I pray to God, but if I'm being honest, it's never felt like anyone was ever listening. I feel like I've truly seen my husband, and he no longer looks kind. He just looks his age and very tired. I want to abandon him and his child. I'm only 29. I can start over. I have a remote job, so I can take a day off when he goes to the hospital, then just pack my essentials and leave. Neither him nor the child deserve this, and although this is my circus, this is not my monkey. Man, OP, um, I'm going to be harsh here because you need a wake-up call. You are being a complete doormat. You need to grow a spine and run, not walk, but run to the nearest exit. This guy is every single red flag in the book. Oh man, down in the comments, OP adds this update. My husband said that his mistress had come to his office several times to speak spiritual counseling, and the affair just happened after many emotional sessions. The assistant pastor is aware of things, according to my husband's version of events, and he's called me twice this week to offer help converting my office into a nursery. The assistant pastor said that forgiveness is a virtue, and this is part of God's plan. Man, OP, oh jeez. You need to run, girl. Run. Leave the state. Leave everything behind. This is a this is a train wreck. I know that on this on this YouTube channel we get giant justice boners of people getting their just desserts. So this is probably too inflammatory for most people. But I think what you should also do is blow up the church when you go. Tell all the other parishioners what happened and expose this pastor and the assistant pastor for the men they truly are. Monsters. Our next Reddit post is from my issue. To my husband's female colleague. I don't know your Reddit name, but you finally gave me a reason to use this throwaway account. 
I know you looked through this sub after you got advice here telling you to come clean to me about your affair with my husband. I couldn't find the thread that fit that description, but it could be the wrong sub or you deleted it. So if you read this and it sounds familiar, then yes, it's about you. I have no plans of speaking to you in the future, but I want to make a few things clear. Yes, I do remember when we first met at the Christmas party and you kept trying to get my husband alone to talk. You pouted so much when he refused, I thought you would quack. Oh, because her lips were pouty like a duck? Okay. Kind of a weak insult, OP, but, uh, but I'm with you. I'm still on your side. Do you remember how all of his colleagues were friendly with me? I remember when you approached my husband and I was walking home from my birthday dinner. I'm pretty sure this was a coincidence, but seeing my husband practically jump away from you trying to hug him was the highlight of my night. I know my husband is sexy. Of course I know that. I married him and I had kids with him. But I bet you didn't know because you've only been at the company for a few months that your coworkers used to be my coworkers. I know all about you trying to get him alone after meetings. Not only do I hear this straight from my husband because you make him feel uncomfortable, but I also hear from them. Did you think that he wouldn't talk to me after you accidentally sent him two provocative photos on two separate occasions? Did you think that you could really get him? Did you look at his Instagram and think, Wow, I want that life. I just need to lie to his wife and it's all mine. Did you think that knocking on my door when I'm hosting a dinner party to hand me printouts of your conversations with him that I would go off the deep end and divorce him? I'm pretty sure HR has spoken to you already about your inappropriate behavior and misuse of his personnel file. I'm sure you're shocked, and maybe you didn't think that my husband would report it. I don't know what repercussions you'll get, and I don't care. If you come near me, my husband, our kids, or our nice home again, police will be called. And word of advice, if you're going to fabricate messages, you might want to get rid of the wrong number or at least replace it with a name. And then OP posted an update. She's been fired with immediate effect. Thank you for the support so far. Man, I would love to hear the other girl's side of the story. Not because, like, you know, I want to be balanced and I want to see what she has to say. No, because I think that post is going to be an absolute train wreck of lunacy and craziness. And I, I, Man, I hope she posts on Reddit. Come on, girl. We know you've got a Reddit account, so why don't you just make a post? Am I the bad guy for just being nice to my male coworker and accidentally sending him pictures of my butthole? Also, down in the comments, we have this story from Darkest Flame. I had a coworker who did something similar about 20 years ago. She was obsessed with a married coworker who was nice and had trained her. His wife worked in the same place, but a different department. This woman would openly talk about wanting to passionately hug him and not caring about his marriage. She stalked and harassed his wife and confronted her at a group event. She attacked his wife, who promptly kicked her butt and had her arrested. People are nuts. Our next Reddit post is from Technical Stuff. When I was 22 and my half-sister Haley was 7, her mom died of cancer. My mom and our dad died in a car crash three years prior. Our dad was very rich and left me with most of his estate. I had a good relationship with Haley's mom, and I did small things for her, like driving Haley to her classes, buying groceries, babysitting her, and other small tasks. One fateful evening, her mom called me and told me that she was not well and had a few months to live. This was a shock to me because she looked healthy back then. 
A few days later, Haley's mom asked me to become Haley's legal guardian, to which I agreed immediately. Haley was a soft-spoken and kind girl. Moreover, I enjoyed spending time with her. Someone had to step up for her, and if it's not going to be any other family member, it has to be me. Haley's mom died three months later, and I became her legal guardian. I always referred to myself as her big brother and guardian, and I encouraged her to do the same. I never wanted to replace her actual mom and dad. This was the case for a decade or so. Today, Haley came up to me and said, Dad, are you coming to my graduation? I didn't really hear her say the word dad, so I told her casually, Of course, why would I miss such an important day? Is something wrong? She repeated, Dad, I want you to be at my graduation. I thought I was hearing things, and I asked her if she meant big bro. She was on the verge of tears, explaining that she wanted me to attend her graduation as her dad and introduce myself as her father, not her guardian. In tears, I agreed immediately. We hugged and talked about the years spent together at all the dance recitals, the sports competitions, and all the time spent together. Haley is at her friend's house right now, and I'm still crying happy tears. I'm going to be at her graduation as her father, and I can't believe this is happening. OP, you know what you gotta do, right? When you go to her graduation and she's like, I'm so, I'm so happy that you came to my graduation, you have to say, Hi, happy, I'm dad. <laughs> Our next Reddit post is from Bella Issa. I had a baby with a married man. Our son is now two years old. I met his dad at work. He's a pilot and I'm a flight attendant. I worked with him several times, and we started spending time together on our layovers. I didn't know he was married until I was already attached. I was going to end it, but he told me he was getting divorced, and then I found out that I was pregnant. At first, I accepted it. I was and am in love with him. He treated me well. He showed interest in the baby. I wanted to raise my son in the best situation I could, so I continued our relationship. I'm aware that it's my fault, but I thought that it was my best option. It hurts that he's living and sleeping with another woman while I've been 100% loyal to him. I used to bring up him leaving her, and he didn't promise it, but he didn't say no either. I don't understand why she stays with him. Sunday, we took a walk in the park with our son. He asked me why I was so depressed lately. I told him that reality is hitting me. That we won't get married and our son won't have a mother and a father who are legally together. I told him that I didn't want to live like this forever. He told me, what option do you have? You're beautiful, but your top priority is the boy. That's fine with me because he's my son, but no other man is going to tolerate that. I don't regret my baby, but I'm starting to view our relationship differently. I'm tired of this. OP, um, you're the other girl. The wife isn't the other woman. You're the other woman. He's cheating on his wife with, at minimum, one woman. Possibly others. Who knows? Who can really say with a pilot? I'm not saying pilots are like unethical people. I'm just saying pilots have amazing opportunities to cheat. Like every single day on their job, they have a way that they can just cheat and completely get away with it. And it'll never get back to their wife. My guess, OP, is that he's cheating with every single woman who will give him a chance. Mmm, I wish I could feel sympathy for you, but I don't. Our next Reddit post is from Quint Fay. I asked three women to be a bridesmaid with a small gift. I asked each woman privately at their homes while visiting so it could be a heartfelt personal moment between us alone. 
One bridesmaid, Amy, is a kind-hearted woman that I've known for more than half my life, who's been with me through some serious ups and downs, including the death of a child. I've known I wanted her to be part of my wedding party for many years. She even offered to host in her backyard when I was brainstorming budget venues. Amy doesn't have many close friends, but I'm not her only friend, and she's significantly older than I am, so she's talked to me about plenty of weddings that she's attended before. I just assumed that she'd been a bridesmaid before, since she has long-term childhood friends who are married. She even talked about helping setting up for weddings, hence my assumption. But when I asked her to be my bridesmaid, she burst into tears and said, You're so sweet. You don't have to make me your bridesmaid, though. Confused, I asked, Why wouldn't I want you to be my bridesmaid? And she said, I've never been pretty enough to be a bridesmaid. I was flabbergasted. Apparently, all of her other friends asked her for help, both labor and money, but never allowed her to be in the photos because she's overweight. Like, straight up shooed her out of the photos. I can't even imagine doing something like that to a person who's given so much of herself for me over the years. Who gives an F what she looks like? I reassured her repeatedly that she is pretty and I don't care about her weight. I care about her heart, and she's done more than enough to deserve a place beside me at my wedding, whether or not she hosted in her backyard. But I feel sad and infuriated that what was supposed to be a moment of joy and excitement between us was dampened by a lifetime of others ruining her self-esteem. I feel like I'm going to lunge at her childhood friends next time I see them because I'm pissed to find out how they treated her. She deserves better friends. OP, what makes this story so heartbreaking is that she offered you her home to get married in with the assumption that she still wouldn't be your bridesmaid. Wow, this girl is super, super sweet. I can definitely understand why you value her friendship so much. This story is super wholesome, super heartwarming. I know that OP, you're feeling kind of like bad about it, but my feeling of reading this post is, is warm and fuzzy. OP, she does deserve better friends. You. Our next Reddit post is from Fritz's Da. My wife and I have been married for five years. Our child was born over a year ago. I thought we were happy, but my wife became distant soon after. She stopped being interested in intimacy, stopped showing any affection towards me. She seemed to enjoy spending time with me less and less with each passing week and month. I've tried talking to her about it, but she's blocked any effort from me. I was unable to reach her. Then, about three months ago, I saw a notification on her phone. I wasn't snooping, I just wanted to pause the music she had playing. But there it was. Can't wait to see you tonight. I've been looking forward to you all day. It was a text from her male best friend. My heart skipped a few beats. I started to look through her phone and found loads of texts going back months. Nude pictures, dirty talk, everything. I wanted to throw up. Apparently, they started getting closer a few weeks after the child was born and started sleeping together around three months after the birth. All those nights that she went out with her girlfriends, she actually spent at his house. I wanted to confront her, to leave her and be done with her. But we have a child who needs us. I knew I couldn't take care of a child alone, at least not until it would go to kindergarten. And I know that she certainly can't take care of him alone. Besides, I couldn't ever stand being apart from my little boy, so I made a plan. I collected as much evidence as possible and kept my mouth shut. I stopped trying to get closer to her, kept my head down, and just took care of our child with all of my heart. 
But the moment when he's settled into kindergarten, when he's two years old, I'll divorce my wife and try to get custody of my boy. And that's my situation. I've got to endure a bit more than a year of this broken marriage, pretend that I don't know what she's doing, and keep things civil. There's no one in my life I can talk to about this. I cry myself to sleep when she's out with the girls, knowing what she's actually doing. I've got to stay strong for my boy. I love you, little one. OP, uh, I think the best thing you can do to sort of maintain your sanity over this next year is try not to think of it as like one year of torture until you finally get a divorce. Think of it as one year of evidence gathering and planning until you can finally execute your plan. The more evidence you can collect, the more likely it is that you'll be able to get sole custody of your son when you eventually divorce. That was r slash true off my chest. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.